Yesterday was daf number tzaddik test. Today is daf kuf. We're going to do a review of yesterday's daf. Get to today's. And uh, we started at the Gemara in the bottom of the page on daf tzaddik chesem and beis. And um, we said that Rav Chirina Barshlamia said to taught to Chiyabarav, and he said it in front of, in Rav's presence that a person's not allowed to stand in the Rishos HaYachid and move in the Rishos HaRabim something. And uh, when Rav, Rav heard him teach him that, he said, why you, would you leave the Rabbanon's opinion and go with Rameir's opinion? And the reason why he thought that you could do that is because he actually thought that, the, that since it's Rabbi Meir later, this must also be Rameir. And there was a, you know, a switch of shitas, whatever it is. The bottom line is, um, and it's not true. The Seifa is Rameir, the Reisha is really the Rabbanon, and there is the Machloikas. Okay. And that brings us to the top of the page. We said what you're not allowed to do is to be uh, to carry outside. Um, if you, um, uh, in other words, you're moving from place to place from outside while standing inside. As long as I'm not taking it outside the Dalit Amis, more than Dalit Amis, I am not allowed to do. What if I did carry it outside the Dalit Amis while standing inside? What's the Allah then? So we saw one idea is that is Chayvachatas, which seems to be. A raya to Rava, and then the Gemara says lavdafka could be that it's if he's motzi, then it's only going to be patravel aser because it's only aser midirabanan um, uh, because he's not really carrying um, below ten. Anyway, so that's the that was the question. So the Gemara says um, um, a version B of that there was imhotzi. That it was Patar Aval Asr, which is a Kashyan Rava who says, Rava, that Rava says that if you're carrying above the four Amam, the ten Amam mark, when carrying across the four Tvachim, you're still going to be Chayvachatas. Gemara says um, it didn't say that it's Patar Aval Asr, so maybe not. So the bottom line is it's not conclusive, and that's the bottom line. Okay, it brings us to the next thing standing in the Rishasayachid and uh, urinating into the Rishos Arabim. So the question is, if you did, the, if you did urinate into the other Rishos, are you Chayvachatas or not? So Rav Yosef says, yes, you are. Ay, how you Chayv, it doesn't need Akir and Anacha from a place that is a Makam Dalit, and you don't have that. So the Gemara answer is that there's a very important principle when it comes to the idea of having a Makam Dalit, is that the Chashivas that you give to something that gives it, elevates it to be considered significant. And, uh, that's, the, and that's the idea um, over here. So, and if you don't say that, so then how can Rav say that when you throw something in the mouth of the dog or in the oven, so he says that you're chayvachatas, you need hanoch al gamimokim dalad, no dog, very rare. I have yet to see a dog, that's what I'm not saying. I have yet to see a dog that has a mouth that is a makam dalad al dalad for tvachim by for tvachim. So it's not that common. And the Gemara answers is that Elamai, it's the machshava is makes it as if it's a, a makam of significance. It's that doesn't it, it can be significant because it has the size, or it can be significant because you because in your mind it's a very important spot. Okay. And that is that. Next thing Rava asked is, what if he's a Rishos but 
he 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 is urinating from through the window and it's outside his the body part that urinates is outside the outside the window is that is that permissible or not do we go by the makamakira of the body which is the bladder which is still inside which would still be usher to do or do we say now it's in the same resource of the outside and therefore it would be acceptable so the Gemara remains with a taker we don't have an answer to that question and that's the story next thing we spoke about is the spitting so Rav Yudha says um, even if you you know, pull up your spit if you, you, know, you have spit in your mouth then you need to get out of your mouth if you walk you're not allowed to walk around because that would be carrying that's what Rav Yudha says so the Gemara says is that true even if you weren't like you didn't turn it around in your mouth to, you know, to prepare it to spit. I didn't we learn in the Mishnah that, uh, uh, that, uh, that until you do that, it's not considered liquid according to Rabbi Yehuda. The example, the case was, a case of a Mishnah, the Mishnah was talking about um, the person was eating figs that were dry and he was eating it while his hands were tummy. And, um, and basically... Um, he stuck his finger into his mouth to pull out something, you know, get a, a tooth, uh, something uh, stuck between his teeth. And uh, Rabbi Meir says that automatically the food becomes tame. And Rabbi Yosef says it's star. And Rabbi Yudha says it depends what you do with the spit in your mouth. If you're mahapichit, so then it's ready to come out. It has a din of saliva that, has, that is metame. Otherwise not. So it's a contradiction in Rabbi Yehuda. So Rabbi Yehuda says the only answer is that he must have changed his mind in one of the cases. And Rishlakish says, maybe you don't have to say that. They, he did not change his mind. There's a difference but perhaps between the phlegm and the saliva. And the phlegm is considered... Uh, liquid, uh, you know, earlier perhaps. So the Gemara says, uh, we brought a raya from a brisa that it's the same exact thing. Keichol shenitlash and rochol shenitlash is lo talaramas. So the only answer is like Rabbi Yochanan says, which is that it's not going to be, that he must doesn't fit together. He changed his mind at one point. Rishlakish says that if you a person spits in front of his Rebbe, is chayv misa, and he quoted a apostle, kol mesane abumaves, and Misana, you should be read as Masni'ai, who, uh, who basically um, makes him, you know, disgusted to bring, to make somebody else disgusted. So the Gemara says, but what do you want from his life? It's uh, like, you know, it came into his mouth. He had to get rid of it. So the Gemara says, it's not that you have it in your mouth. That's the problem. It's what you do with it. If you spit it in front of your Rebbe, that's what's not allowed. You turn around, you go somewhere, you take it into a tissue or something, but that's what you have to do. Okay. Um, next, Mishnah. So the Mishnah says, the person should not stand in the Rosh Hashanah and, um, and drink in the Rosh Hashanah or in the Rosh Hashanah and drink in the Rosh Hashanah unless his body, head and most of his body is in the place where he is drinking. And the same is true with the press. Now the question is, is that the first mission that we saw, which is that you could move things in a different shows is no problem. That's going like the Rabbanan. And here it's going like Rameir. It's a little bit strange. So Rav Yosef says, it depends on... Uh, so so Rav Yosef says, no, it depends on whether it's something that you want, that you need, or not. 
there, it wasn't something that you need. You're just moving it from point A to point B. That's what the deal is. Over here, you need the drink. So there's a big concern that you may bring it to you in the other domain. And that's why you're only allowed to drink from the other domain if you're most of your head and most of your body is in the other domain. So the question is, what's the halachic status of not a different domain, that's a Doraisa domain, but Dorabanan, a Carmelis. So what would the halachic status be in a Carmelis? So Rav Abaye says it's exactly the same. He, he, because um, uh, once the rabbis made the decree, they made it across the board. And uh, Rav says, no, that's a Gzeira in the first place. Carmelis that you're not allowed to carry from a Carmelis to Rishas Yachir or vice versa, is only mid Rabbanon. So it's Xera. Uh, because if you carry from a Karamis, you're going to come to carry from a Rishas Rabbim. And now we're going to make a, a Xera, a by saying that you can't drink from the other Rishos, which is itself a Xera. So, um, so comes along the path, he says, I'll tell you how I know I'm right. Because why else, what does the mean with the last line of the mission of a Chaim Begasso to in a wine press? Obviously, it's coming to tell you that a wine press works differently. So, um, and Rabbi will tell you that, no, that's the whole idea of the wine press is as far as Meiser goes. And that's what Rav Shesha says as well. It's as far as Meiser goes. And the mission is talking about Meiser says that if you drink wine while in the wine press, whether you're drinking the wine diluted with hot water or cold water, um, you can do so, and you're not going to be chayev in Meiser because that's called a perfunctory drinking. It's not a, it's not a, uh, it's it's not a, a, a kavua drinking. It's not a, like a set thing, so it's not yet the obligation of tithing. That shitas rameir. Rebbeleizer, Reb Tzaduk says you're chayev anyway, and the Chum say it depends whether it's chamin or tzonin. If it's chamin, since you can't pour back the leftovers because it's going to be ruined, so when you're taking a cup and out water, you have to finish the whole cup. So it's not just taking a taste, it's more of a real drink, and therefore you will be chayv to t- separate meiser. But by cold, see, after you take a sip, you might just pour it right back into the bath, so that would be a uh, different story, and then you'll be, uh, and then you will not be chayv in meisers. Next thing we talked about is the mazchila, which is basically a spout coming off the rooftop, so if it's the, the, the water is coming down the spout in the airspace, so then as long as I'm catching the water within 10 tefachim from the ground, it's perfectly fine. But if I'm taking it out of the half pipe, so then I can take it directly from the half pipe and I can drink directly off of it. Um, now, the Gemara says, it sounds like I'm only allowed to be kolit, but I can't carry my, put my, Container upright against the spout, and the question is, what's the uh, what's the deal? Why? So Rav Nachman explains that we're talking about where the maschila is less than doesn't the spout does not go out more than three away from the roof, and therefore it's since it's less than three tefachim away from the roof, it's a kigagdami. It's like I'm taking it off the roof and I'm taking it directly out of a rishus, one rishus to the other rishus. And the Bryce says the same thing. A person let her stand in Rishos Yachid and put his hand up above ten tefachim to less than three next to the roof and catch it in the air as long as he's not putting it right up against it. Um, and uh, the Bryce brought down a person who should stand in Rishos Yachid and lift his hand up above ten tefachim 
um, to close them, gimel, to, close to the roof, and be mitzarif, but kolet he could do, and um, he can uh, drink it. So the bottom line is, if the water is already flowing down in the airspace, that's where it would be allowed, and if it's put up right next to it, that's where it would be prohibited, and that brings us to the next Mishnah. So we saw, talked in the next Mishnah about the, the cistern that's in a public uh, domain, and then there's a wall around it, and it's ten tefachim high. So the window that's the private domain that's right above the cistern can draw water out of the cistern, and it's not a problem, even on Shabbos. And the same is true in the opposite direction. If there's a garbage heap right outside a person's window, so uh, the, although it may not, the bad, the bad news is it may smell bad, but on the good side, um, he can toss this garbage outside his window right on top of the trash heap and it's mutter to do so on Shabbos because it's going from Rosh Hashanah to Rosh Hashanah. Now the question is this, how, what are we talking about? If it's very close, so then why does the wall of the, of the sister need to be 10 Tvachim tall? So uh, Reb Huna says it must be that it's far away, it's four Tvachim away, and then it's going from Rishasayachid to Rishasayachid, Derech Rishasarabim, which might be, which is a concern, unless you have the Chulyab um, that elevates the area right around the pit. So the Gemara explains that's one, that's Reb Huna's answer. Um, and then we saw Rav Yochanan says, no, it's talking about where it's right next to the wall. Ah, you'll ask, what's the. Um, why do you need the chulia to be ten tefachim tall? You don't. It means that the pit, together with the chulia, the, the cistern, together with the elevated area, the wall around it, combines to a shear of ten, and it's coming to tell you that that's good enough, even though neither of them have ten in their own right. Next thing we talked about is the trash heap in the Rosh Hashanah, and we said that you can... Th- throw things out on top of the trash heap because it's going on to Rishos Sayak. Now the question is, why are we afraid that the ashba may be removed? Like we found with Ravin Barav Ada in the name of Rav Yitzchak said a story in a Mavoy which one side went to the ocean, the other side went to a trash heap and the Maisa came before Rabbi and he wasn't willing to say that it's prohibited nor was he willing to say that it's permitted and we explained he wasn't ready to say that it's permitted because maybe the ashpa will be removed and then there went our wall and maybe the ocean will bring up some silt and make it not a like a cliff not like a, 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 a steep um, drop off into the water and then um, it will also be um, we lose the wall on that side the sea wall won't be there so that's the two, two questions so um, so the Gemara says you're right uh, the bottom line is is that it makes no difference I mean there is a difference because we talk, what Rebbe was concerned about was a private hashba because the guy can decide to change his mind and empty it into some into a, a public place. But if it's a public uh, trash um, heap, so then it's very unlikely that it would be moved, and Reb, and Rebbe would not have had a problem with that. And that's what our Mishnah is talking about. And that is where we left off yesterday, and we'll take it from here.